Welcome to Wild and Weird. I'm Jenna. And I'm Audrey. Audrey, I love your new headphones. Thank you. I'm moving up in the world, so hopefully we don't have to edit out Jenna talking whenever I'm silent. Yeah, my leak through audio. (laughs) Yeah, the feedback that it's giving. Is anything new this week? My husband and I went out with our friends to an axe-throwing place, Jenna. Oh no, that sounds dangerous. I was so nervous to actually throw an axe. Yeah. Is that weird? No, because I see people do that on, like, TV shows, and I'm always concerned that you're somehow going to, like, swing it forward onto yourself. Right? Or as you bring it back to swing it, yeah, you, like, it, like, like slips out. Yeah. Or the people behind you. That's so true. But we tried to go someplace here in town, which we live in, like, a small town kind of in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Vibes were off, Jenna. Oh, they were no. so off. Uh, so weird. Oh, I bet so. It's still fun. People interested in axes. Sounds like a hazardous place to be. Yeah, we're like, maybe we'll just try and support something local. And then we're like, uh, maybe we shouldn't support something local. (laughs) Maybe we should go home. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. Well, I'm glad you tried something new. Yeah, and it was fun. Yeah. I would do it again. What about you? Anything new? Not really. I am trying a couple of new recipes, which... I don't know. This is my excitement in life. But aside from my life being boring, I can tell you my story for this week. I have no clue what you're doing. I'm curious. I don't think you would ever guess this. Okay. So we've done some true crime recently. I thought it would be good to mix it up. So we're going in a ghosty kind of a tale. As you know, I've always been interested in ghosts. We used to watch all kinds of like haunting shows and supernatural Mm -hmm. shows when we were kids. So we've seen a lot of shows like that where they're doing things where they're like detecting ghosts with different devices. I've always been intrigued by the devices. And one method of contacting ghosts that really intrigues me is EVPs or electronic voice phenomena. So I wanted to do just the history of EVPs. That's what my goal was when I started writing. But then I stumbled upon Frederick Jurgensen, and this just became a story about Frederick. So EVPs are those ones where, uh, like in the Ghost Adventures or Ghost Hunters, they're like, did you hear that? And then they play it back. Yeah. And they're like, I'm pretty sure that it said, we are going to come and kill you. And then they play it back and it's like... Yes. Yes. Exactly that. How did you get that? (laughs) Yes. That's exactly it. Essentially, it's just audio that is caught on a recording, which is thought to be the voice of a spirit. So people interpret it and what it says. And that's like essentially this whole electronic voice phenomena. So I decided to focus on Frederick Jurgensen because he's thought to be the first person to document an EVP on recording. And then he dedicated like the rest of his life to exploring EVPs. So he had some really interesting experiences. So he was a little obsessed. Oh yeah. But if you think about it, this was a time where people hadn't done that much recording. Because so he was born in 1903 
And so most of his EVP stuff happened like in the 50s. And so there wasn't a ton of recordings or EVPs, anything like that. So if you were the person who thought that spirits were talking like to you, of course you'd dedicate your life to it. I would. Yeah, I get that. Because it wasn't a thing back then. Yes, but I also, I'm the one that's like, "Mm, it's not a spirit. It's not someone in my house trying to kill me. I try and convince myself it's not that because I'm so easily convinced that it is. Mm -hmm. You know, so I try and go the opposite direction. So you're like a believer who wants to be a skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. You force yourself into skepticism. I get that. I do that too. That's the perk of having animals is anytime I hear something when I'm home alone, I'm like, oh, it was the cat. It was the dog. And then I realize they're all with me and I'm like, yes. crap. Yes. Did I tell you the spooky stuff that happened in my house? No, your house is haunted too. Okay, not not bad, and I don't even know if it is, but I remember one day I heard someone walking behind me, like I was sitting on the couch and there's nothing, there's a hallway behind my couch, so I heard someone walking, and I was so sure it was my dog that I didn't even think anything of it, and then I looked down and my dog was laying in front of me, so I was very confused. Yeah, that's creepy. There's one time I called you when I thought that someone had broken into my house. Mm-hmm. Because my husband left and left the back door open just with, like, the the screen door closed. Oh, yeah. But, like, the actual door was open, and I was convinced someone broke in, and then I had to search the whole house with you on the phone. Yes. This is, I would say, like, 25% of our relationship and phone calls is, like, just one of us calling because we're concerned that someone's in the house and the other staying on the line while they search the house. Yeah, like me being three hours away, I'd be like, I'll call 911. Like, I got you. Yes, you know my address. Because, yeah, after I heard those footsteps, I searched the house. And I don't remember who I called, but I called someone to be on the phone with me. Okay, wow, sorry, that was a tangent. So Friedrich had a pretty difficult life. He was born in 1903 in Russia, but I should mention he moved a lot throughout his life, so he spent a lot of different time in different countries in Europe. He said that he'd had a pretty happy childhood, but then everything changed because there was a little thing called World War I. He was only nine years old when the war started, but even as a child, he felt the effects of it. And unfortunately, this conflict didn't end with World War I. After World War I, there was a Russian Revolution, and so essentially Friedrich lived through a civil war within his own country. So I read a book that Friedrich wrote in my research, and so I do have a couple of quotes from him. He said in his book about this experience that his daily life was subject to, quote, waves of terror, starvation, grinding poverty, and outbreaks of typhus, followed by a cholera epidemic, but despite all of that, life went on. In the short breaks where we were not being shot at, we bathed in the sun at the beach, we were constantly hungry, we froze pitifully in the winter, but we danced ourselves warm in unheated rooms. Despite all of the deprivation and danger, the human being can tolerate a lot more than one thinks. I'm sorry you read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I should have said that earlier. Like, was it a picture book or, like, a Junie B. Jones chapter book or, like, full-on? this was, like, basically an old English book. He He was a little fanciful with his language. 
I should mention that I did not read the entire thing all of the way through because there was just so much. I was like, I'm never going to be able to cover all of this. And I found some really amazing stories. So I decided to focus on those. But it's actually a great book. And it's also available online. There's, I think it's archive.org. Oh, that's nice. Um, One, I'm impressed that you read a book. Two, that sounds like it he kind of made like the best of a really crappy and shitty situation. Yeah. But it sounds so sad. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder. So of course, there's more tragedy that he's lived through. And I'll touch on that in a second. But considering he's someone who essentially spent the rest of his life focusing on contacting people on the other side, I feel like his childhood is actually really relevant because he was kind of surrounded by death for most of his life. Yeah, but then when you were saying World War One, I, I was like, obviously this stuff started happening after that. Yeah. You know, like getting spirit voices yes. on recordings. Like, duh. So many people died. And then again, years later, so many more people died. Yes. Exactly. And this was like all around the time of the spiritualist movement because, of course, people lost so many family members and they wanted to contact them. So, like, mediums and Ouija boards were popping off. So, naturally, Friedrich's childhood was really traumatic. And in 1925, when he was 22 years old, his family immigrated to Estonia. Now, in his adult life, he didn't really get to go away from that trauma because then he lived through World War II. So, like I said, I mostly mention all of these, like, tragedies and wars that he lived through because I wanted to emphasize that he really was surrounded by death for most of his life. But I think that really drove him to want to connect with people on the other side. And I also think it's meaningful because a lot of his adult actions were shaped by his experiences. So because of all of his time around war, Friedrich hated the military. He was not a fan. And instead, he pursued a career in the arts. He spent some time as a singer and then he became a painter. I do not blame him. I don't either. No, I totally get why you would hate the military after you watched three wars happen right in front of you. And, like, millions of people died. Yes, yes. You're, like, living through all of the trauma and tragedy. Yeah. So, he was very anti-military. He also was vegetarian. It gave him this, like, really strong moral center, I think is what I would say, growing up around all of these difficulties. But he did have some exciting career movement because he did end up becoming a successful painter. And what I thought was interesting is that he created giant paintings. They were 30 feet long. Massive. So he's like basically a muralist. And he was really successful with that. Now, his relationship with EVPs started on Friday the 12th of June in 1959. So Friedrich was 56 years old at the time. He recorded the first ever documented EVP on this day. Friedrich and his wife were spending their weekend in the countryside in Stockholm. It was a spring day, and Friedrich had brought his tape recorder because he wanted to record the different kinds of birdsong that they heard in the country. Very wholesome. 
So at four o'clock in the afternoon, Friedrich went to the attic of their home in the forest and he began recording a new tape with a microphone placed by the open window. He recorded for about five minutes, but when he played the recording back, he was really surprised by what he heard. Instead of birdsong like he was expecting, he heard a roaring static sound and the birds sounded like they were really far away. So he thought there must have been a fluke. He restarted the recorder and took a second recording. But again, when he listened back to it, he heard a strange hissing sound and unexpectedly, he heard the sound of a trumpet followed by a male voice speaking Norwegian. The voice was really quiet, but according to Friedrich, it was clear. It talked about bird songs at night, and then the hissing sound went away and the recording went back to normal, so it was just the sound of birds. Okay. One, you know when you're on the phone with someone and it's windy? Mm-hmm. That's why I envision that to be like prior to the trumpet and the person talking. That is such a good reference. So at first, Friedrich thought that he had maybe accidentally intercepted a radio broadcast, but that seemed pretty unlikely because it was really unlikely for that kind of tape recorder to act as a radio receiver. And also, the idea that he would intercept a broadcast about bird watching while recording bird sounds just seems like such a strange coincidence. Friedrich then started to wonder if there was some kind of invisible intelligence that was trying to get his attention. Now, later on, he'll say that he thought this voice was actually from his dad, which I think is kind of heartwarming. But what I find really interesting is that for a really long time, Friedrich actually thought that all of the EVP communication he received was aliens trying to communicate with him. I would totally get that. Right? Especially in the 60s. Yes. Like, late 50s, early 60s. Okay, I thought the same thing, because it's like a similar era as the Betty and Barney Hill story that you told. There were lots of UFO sightings and things like that, and I totally get why you wouldn't first jump to, like, spirits being on tape. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Speaking of EVPs, for some reason, motorcycles have been going by today, and it's really windy out, so I apologize if you hear background noise. Audrey will produce her own EVPs for us. Oh, that's my dog. (laughs) And now George will produce EVPs. (laughs) Everyone contributes. So I do think it was actually a totally reasonable theory to come up with, And I'll talk more about it a bit later, but I just thought it was a really interesting perspective. Does he get into how he discovered it was like EVPs versus aliens speaking to him? Yes, I do have an explanation for that. It's really close to the end, though. Okay, So, but we're not left hanging? Not totally hanging. So after this experience, Friedrich was kind of obsessed because he really wanted to catch another EVP. Obviously, if you heard some like random intelligence talking to you, you'd be curious to hear more of what it has to say. So he started setting up his recording device every single night, and he was just hoping to catch another voice. After a month of recording, he finally heard another voice. Now, at the time, Friedrich was kind of obsessed with solving the mysterious case of Anastasia, and so he had a bunch of books and notes about the case spread across his table. Are you familiar with Anastasia? Like a little bit, I think. Is that the one of the royal family from Russia? Yeah, it's the Tsar's 
daughter. And I guess that the whole family was killed. And in theory, Anastasia may have escaped. So there's a girl who claimed to be Anastasia later. Now, I have not done much research into that. So I don't know much about the whole story. If anyone's interested and you want us to do it, like I'd totally be game to research more. But there was a lot of controversy about if Anastasia had survived and how she may have survived. And so Friedrich was really curious about this case and trying to figure out what happened to her. So while he was working on trying to solve this case, he had set up his recording device and part of the way that the device worked is that it had this little light on it and whenever it was receiving audio, the light would flicker on and it would turn orange and red when it's receiving audio. So Friedrich had been researching for most of the night and he was half asleep when the lamp suddenly started to flicker. The tape recording was catching something. So after the lamp stopped flickering, he listened back to the audio and similar to his previous experience, he heard a roaring sound, but this time there were multiple voices talking. Well, he didn't hear anything in the moment when the light was on. No, he didn't hear anything in real life. And it sounds Creepy. like he captured a conversation kind of because it's multiple voices all talking. Weird. Yeah, in multiple languages too, which is partially why I mentioned that he had lived in a bunch of different countries, so he got exposed to a lot of different languages. So in the recording, you could hear one person say the name Churchill, other voices talked about the Tsar, and one voice said firmly, Friedrich, you are being observed. Okay, I would definitely go to aliens after that. Okay, right? (laughs) Me too. And it feels like you know that they're observing him if they're talking about the czar when he's trying to research Anastasia. Mm -hmm. So, weird. The next day, he captured another recording of someone saying his name in Italian. So clearly with all of this, he started to understand that this communication was specifically meant for him, since they're saying his name and trying to tell him things. So Friedrich became even more obsessed with these recordings. He basically dedicated the rest of his life to investigating this phenomena. Like any good scientist, Friedrich wanted to minimize variables. So he started recording from his attic every day because it was the quietest place in the house and he could always be alone up there. So while he was recording from the attic, he captured more voices, speaking five different languages this time. These voices even specifically mentioned Anastasia as if they knew he was investigating the case creepy. Right? So most of the information that I have about Frederick is really just a lot of his experiences with EVPs. And he tried a lot of different techniques over the years and worked with different people. But I'm just going to cover a few more of his most interesting EVPs. And then we can talk about what might actually be happening to produce them. Okay. So I kind of just like have a series of other EVPs he captured. Okay, so one night when he was recording a transmission, a voice said, telephone, Monica. And this was interesting because Monica is his wife's name. So at this point, Friedrich was able to listen to the EVPs at the same time he was recording. So he heard it over like the headphones or whatever method he was listening and knew someone had just said it. Then 
after he heard this, the telephone rang, and it was his wife, Monica, calling. Kind of creepy. Weird. Friedrich left the tape recording while he was on the phone. So he went down and talked to his wife, but he noticed that his dog was acting kind of strange while he was on the phone. He realized that the dog had left the room, and when he finished on the phone with his wife and went to go find his dog, his dog had gone up to the attic where Friedrich was recording and was sitting on the chair where Friedrich typically sat while he recorded. When he listened back to the tape, there were six minutes when Friedrich was on the phone with his wife. And during that time, you can hear his dog, whose name was Carino, being called by name. No. Yeah. This, I think, is the creepiest one. After saying the dog's name, you can hear footsteps of the dog entering the room. So, like, he heard the voice and came to the room. When you hear the dog enter the room, there's a voice that says, do you hear me? The voice then says, Carino, here is the apparatus. Carino, do you know me? That is so creepy. It's also like that poor dog because, you know, they will come to anyone that calls her name. Oftentimes they're like, uh-huh. Like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I've been trained in this for years. <laughs> and then they're up there and they're like, uh, no one's here. I think this is extra creepy because we always talk about how animals can hear and see things that we can't but this feels like such evidence of it which freaks me out it also seemed like the voices could actually hear friedrich and his family which is kind of interesting so on another day friedrich was recording a conversation between him and his wife and when he listened back he heard a bunch of other voices that were all speaking different languages and having a conversation at the same time at one point in the conversation, Frederick's wife Monica said, don't talk about it. And the voice responded as if she had been speaking it to him. One of the voices on the audio said she heard that. I can see her. I can hear her directly. So like the voices are kind of thinking, uh, how are they hearing me? Yeah, which is such an interesting concept that they're both kind of figuring it out at the same time. That, like, Friedrich is realizing he can hear them, and they're realizing that they can hear and see Friedrich and his wife, which I just think is interesting. So, in the next story, I have another appearance from Carino the Poodle. I'm a big fan. Uh, you didn't say it was a poodle last time. I'm sorry. Now you know he's a poodle. How adorable. I love a poodle. So cute. So this one was recorded on September 17th in 1959, and it was a full moon that day. So it was a sunny fall afternoon, and Friedrich was once again in the attic recording. At the time, Karina was sleeping on the bed, and he was receiving really strong signals through the recorder. When Friedrich was flipping the tape over to start recording on the other side, he suddenly felt a strange and shivering sensation on his face. Then it spread down his neck to his hands, and he said that it felt like it was some kind of vibrating electricity. So Carino, the dog, at this same time, suddenly jumped off the bed and ran to the window. He stood with his paws against the window, and his gaze darted quickly from left to right with his tail wagging, as though he's watching something. Now, as this was happening, the recording was vibrating and giving off loud sounds. So the tape recorder was definitely capturing something. 
Something that Carino could hear. Yeah, something he could hear. And it seemed like it was something outside because he was running to the window. So it must have been originating from the yard. So Friedrich asked the dog, should we go down? And immediately all of the sounds stopped. The vibrating of the recorder stopped. Everything went still. They could hear them say that they were going to go down. Yeah, it's creepy. So Friedrich left the tape recording as he took Carino down to the garden. And while they were outside, nothing really happened. Nothing was out of place. Carino ran around and jumped wildly between the apple trees, but that was basically the extent of it. So they went back up to the attic and... When they listened back to the tape, Friedrich did hear a couple of statements, but they were not anything super obvious. It was one woman asking if someone was blind, and then a man's voice said, be quiet, which is weird. But about 10 minutes later, the sound started all over again. So the equipment started shaking again, and Friedrich could hear Carino whining outside. Even though he'd left the door open so the dog could go in and out whenever it wanted, he knew that something was upsetting his dog. So he went downstairs to check on Carino, and he saw that Carino was sitting on the lawn refusing to move. And still, nothing looked out of place. When he went back in to record again, he once again heard Carino whining, and this time he was barking and growling, kind of playfully. So when he went down to check on him for now the third time, he saw that the apple tree was bouncing around. One of the branches was shaking really violently, and that's what had Carino's attention. But what was weird was that there was no wind that day. So that was strange. And then Friedrich saw that the apple that Carino was trying to get at had actually been cut in half. It had been cleanly cut through at a diagonal angle. Weird. Yeah. When Friedrich listened back to the recording, he heard a man say, very clear recording helps the moon, as if he was referring to the fact that it's easier to make a clear recording on a full moon. Okay, that's creepy. Right? It's also really creepy that it seemed like they were doing it for the dog. Yeah. Because when he would come around, it would stop. And then when the dog was alone, it was like they were playing with him. That's so true. I guess it would make sense to kind of focus on communicating with the dog because you know it can actually hear you in the moment. So I Mm -hmm. get that side of it, but it's also kind of freaky. And I I don't like that the apple was cut in half. No. I don't like it. It also feels like it can move through um, not universes, not layers, but like... You know what I mean. Yeah, to be able to take action in the physical world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's creepy. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Like, it makes me feel like maybe they would be able to touch you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be touched. No. Nah. So, although Friedrich was really fascinated by the voices, since he had really thought they were extraterrestrials most of the time, he kind of got laughed out of the room for that. Um, people were really not impressed by him thinking that it's extraterrestrials and like kind of made a mockery of him. So he started to actually really lose his interest in his connection with these EVPs and he started to worry that maybe the voices were just in his head. So he was really frustrated and felt like a fool so he just decided he was going to stop recording. Poor Friedrich. I know. 
I feel bad because it definitely was just like affecting his self-esteem. So he needed to take a break from it. But when he stopped recording, something kind of strange happened. He started to hear words and voices, even sentences, in normal life. So without any recording device. And the voices were typically asking him to listen. That's extra creepy. Right? Like they know he's not recording. Yes. And they're like, please listen to us, like asking for help. Like we finally got someone too and now you're not. Yeah. So he still avoided the tapes, but he started to consider that maybe these voices were in his head and he actually started researching the symptoms of schizophrenia and he was really concerned that he might be having symptoms of it. So one night he was sitting and thinking about recording when he heard a voice say, listen to me, take part in the work. And then he felt an icy grip around his throat and he couldn't breathe. No. Uh Uh-uh. That's when I'm out. I'm moving locations. Not dealing with this anymore. Yes, we move to a different continent when Mm -hmm. we get choked out by a ghost. A hundred percent. But weirdly, Friedrich said he felt relieved by the experience, which is not the emotion I would have. But he felt this way because he experienced that like choking sensation immediately after thinking about recording. So he felt like it was really showing him what the voices wanted, like it was giving him direction. But that makes me feel like the voice didn't want him to record. Well, but right before it choked him, it said, listen to me, take part in the work. But still choked him. Yeah, but almost like they're trying to like force him to start recording again. Is how I would take it, but you know, everybody's different. So after this experience, Friedrich decided that the way he'd be able to tell if he was really just hearing things or if they were real is if he was able to hear a voice in real time, but then also capture it on a recording device. So that's what he thought would really be the thing that would persuade him that it wasn't just all in his head. He felt like he needed to make contact with the voices again and that there must be some important purpose to their messages, even if it was hard for him to understand. So he started recording again. And the first night that he recorded, he captured voices. But then after that night, things went silent. Friedrich was frustrated by the silence and it lasted for days, if not weeks. So one day he was recording and wishing to himself that the voices would return, when over the recording, a new EVP came through that said, quote, hear our voice. Friedrich realized that when he had become frustrated with the voices, he'd asked them all to leave. So now that he wanted to listen again, he had to invite them back. Oh, so he like sent them away and now they, they don't want to come back. Yeah. Until he's like, hey, I'm ready to listen again. Yeah, they're like begging him to listen, but he also asked them to leave. So he needed to invite them over again. And that's what he did. He invited the spirits to his family Christmas party and he recorded the entire event. So weird to me. I don't know if that's the one I'd invite them to. Yeah. Well, and I feel like because there's so many people, it kind of makes it harder to interpret EVPs because it could just be another person or I don't know. I just feel like the the variability is so high that it could be easy to capture a false EVP in that setting. 
Yeah, but also, he's already been choked. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be like, hey, my niece or nephew, if you get choked, it's just like Steve speaking to you. We greet our guests with cold hands choking them. Yeah. It's just part of the Christmas tradition. And then we shake apples off the tree at them. Yeah, exactly. That's how we do Christmas. But at this family Christmas party, they did capture a lot of different EVPs. And this was actually when Friedrich had that in the moment and recorded experience that he was hoping for. Partway through the night, he heard a male voice whisper, so cold. And then when he listened back to the tape, he heard that voice say the same thing again. So this was really exciting because it finally proved that the voices he had heard in real life were not just in his head. That night, he also recorded a bunch of different voices all saying his name in different languages, which creeps me out. Yeah, I really don't like that. But I do have a question. Oh, yes. And I don't think that anyone can answer this. Okay. Do you think Mm -hmm. that the spirits can hear the other languages and understand what they're saying? Oh, fascinating question. Like they were talking in different languages, but like they were having a conversation at one point. So then is it like one speaking in German and one speaking in English? But they all understand each other? Yeah. That would be cool. I feel like, yeah, on the other side, you get so much more knowledge. Like, why wouldn't you be able to understand all languages? Yeah, I have no clue. Okay, that is such a fascinating thought. I love it. But I can answer your previous question now. Okay. As to how Friedrich started to think that these were spirits instead of extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. So around that same time, Friedrich was recording and he captured a voice that was doing really heavy meditative breathing. And that voice was also saying the word Boris. Now, later, Friedrich got word that his friend, whose name was Boris, had died, and this friend worked as a yoga instructor, so this explained that really deep breathing that he was hearing on the audio tape. So, do we think Boris was doing deep breathing after death? Yeah. Weird. I mean, that's what they captured, so I don't know. But this was Friedrich's evidence that the voices were people who had passed away, so essentially voices of spirits rather than messages from extraterrestrials. And he had started to believe this over time, but the fact that he was getting the name of his friend and like a specific behavior related to that person made it make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. So Friedrich then decided to consult with Dr. Borkham. Dr. Borkin was a researcher with a doctorate in philosophy, theology, and medicine. Just a casual three doctorates. I mean, why not get four? Yeah, you're right. Just bump it up. So Dr. Borkin worked as a psychiatrist and a parapsychologist, and he decided that he wanted to get involved in these EVPs and try to understand what was happening here. So they met with a group of Friedrich's friends at Friedrich's home, and they decided to record that evening. They asked a lot of different questions, and then they listened back to the tape to try and hear if any of these questions were answered. When they listened back, they heard several voices. These voices responded to some of the questions they were asked, but they also just talked about other things. When Friedrich's son entered the room, the voices mentioned him by name, 
And throughout the tape, they would refer to Dr. Borkin as poorly or sick. And later, Dr. Borkin told everyone that he was actually suffering from a medical condition that he had not previously shared with anyone from the group. But somehow, the voices knew about it. That's creepy. Right? There's more. This was a creepy night. So, he shared that night that he was sick? He shared it afterwards, after they listened back and heard how the spirits were talking about him. So, he, like, confirmed it? Yeah, he was like, actually, I do have this really bad medical diagnosis. So, that's probably what they're referring to. Because he understood it, but everyone else was like, why are they talking about poor Dr. Borkin? Like, that doesn't make sense. Interesting. They continued recording that night, and Friedrich wanted to know how he could help. So, he asked if there was anything he could do to help the spirits. And after he asked this question, a female voice responded, you are only human, which is sad. We can't help. One of the other voices that they kept hearing that night kept mentioning the name Tanner. And they would mention it really out of any context. But years later, Friedrich finally learned what Tanner they were talking about. One of Friedrich's friends had sent him a book on World War II where a medium whose name was Tanner had shared a message that she claimed was from the dead. The message said, quote, Research all possible ways of wireless connections. We are preparing ourselves to reach you in this way. It only depends on the wavelength. So are we considering EVPs wireless connections? I think so. Because they use like wavelengths. Yeah, yeah. Because it's essentially like radio waves or I guess sound audio waves. waves, sound waves. Yeah. But I thought that that message was super creepy because she's communicating with the dead in a totally different way. And so for them to be trying to direct other people on how they could communicate with them, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's like she's communicating on a different way, but encouraging a new way. Yeah, I guess it just kind of sounds like these two methods of communication are agreeing with each other. Like, if the voices mention her on an EVP, and she's mentioning that you should use radio transmissions to connect with the spirits, then it, I don't know, it feels like it lends some credibility to the EVPs. It's like they supplement each other. Yeah, that was my last story about Friedrich and his EVPs. Now, I did mention that he dedicated the rest of his life to this. He actually started working with Konstantin Radiv, who also became really well-known in the field of EVPs. Throughout his life, Friedrich made over 100,000 tapes with EVPs. How do you listen to all of that? That's all he did. He would record all the time and just listen. Did he, like, quit his job? Well, he was in his late 50s when he first started, and he'd had this really successful career as a painter, so I think he could just, like, dedicate his life to it, but I also feel like this would have been a pretty lucrative area to be after all of the world wars. Like, people want to talk to their loved ones that have passed away so Mm -hmm. i think he could have used it in a financial way too or at least he'd get a lot of support from people if he had to like fundraise but as with any device that communicates with the other side there are a lot of different perspectives and theories on it so critics would say that evps are just static noise 
and that your brain tries to make sense of this noise because we're hardwired to recognize patterns and words. So just like we see faces in a random image, we're looking to make sense of something that's random like this static noise. Okay, Mm -hmm. I understand that where it's like the EVPs that they show on TV where they say, oh, this is what it says, and then all of a sudden you hear it when the first time you didn't Mm -hmm. because your brain is already like set up to hear it. Yeah, they like pre-program you for it when they tell you beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Some people say that it's kind of like the Rorschach images. So, you know, those ink blots that they fold in half and then they use that in psychology to have people try and describe what the ink blot looks like if it were an image. So some people say that EVPs act in a similar way where you hear audio and your brain will make what it wants of it. Other people will argue that this is actually just radio interception. So this makes a lot of sense, I think, in our modern world when there's so many different devices and even things like a baby monitor can interfere with recording devices. And so this would allow you to capture a lot of accidental audio. And Friedrich actually documented that there were a few times where he accidentally intercepted a radio broadcast. So I feel like that actually is a pretty viable option, especially with how many EVPs Friedrich got. It's like, well, maybe he was just intercepting a lot of radio stuff, but he did seem to be able to kind of distinguish if it was a radio broadcast or if it was a spirit. So maybe not. I don't know. So how did he distinguish it? Was it only the ones where if he could hear it in real life and on the EVP that he would consider it real? Oh, interesting. I don't think it was that because he mentioned it a few times before he started hearing the voices in real life. So he seemed to be able to tell the difference. I'm guessing that he could just tell that it was like a purposeful conversation of a radio broadcast, you know, like if they're announcing the news or talking about the weather or something versus these people all talking in different languages and all saying his name, like that would be a weird radio broadcast. So in my mind, I think it's just the context he was using to try and figure that out. But who knows? I don't. Yeah. I'm sure if you got an EVP that said, and this is NPR, you'd be like, oh, someone from NPR died. Yeah. And they're still still working. (laughs) With modern EVPs, I feel like there's actually, it becomes more and more sketchy in the modern world because today audio can be manipulated through a lot of noise reduction and amplification, which can really just distort the audio enough to create potential EVPs. Yeah, I can understand that. In some of the older recording devices, similar to what Friedrich would be using, one of the stronger arguments is that the audio may have been partially erased from a previous recording, so a small part of the previous audio might be overlaid with new recording, and I think this is actually totally plausible because those recording devices were not foolproof. It totally could have happened, but I also kind of think you would recognize your own voice or a previous conversation, so I think you could also argue the other side. Yeah, that's an interesting theory, though. Another potential explanation is meteor showers. What? So, radio waves are usually sent out into space. 
But when there's a meteor shower, it actually pushes those radio waves down towards Earth, reflecting them back onto Earth. So then you can actually intercept a part of a radio broadcast that's exiting the atmosphere and then it gets bumped by a meteor and sent back in so you can capture about one second of random audio from a radio broadcast. That is so strange. Isn't it? Do you know how often like meteor showers happen? There are around 30 meteor showers per year. So every like week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, so totally feasible to be something that could interfere. But regardless of all of these potential alternative explanations, Friedrich's experiences are really compelling, and he'll always be part of the history of EVPs. When he wrote his book that I mentioned, he was 78 years old, and at the time, he said he was still trying to build a bridge to the other side and that he talked to his friends daily during recording sessions. Yeah, that's adorable. I feel like there's a good chance that his recordings were a little bit of everything. I agree. I feel like that might be the most real explanation for anything, is that it might be a little bit of all of it. I'm also surprised that no one got anything until 1959. Me too. And there were a few other people who seemed to capture some EVPs, but it all seemed to be around that same time, like in the 50s. Weird. Maybe technology just evolved to where you could pick them up at that point. Or maybe people just didn't care about it previously. But I should mention my sources really quick. My main source was Friedrich's book, which is titled Transmissions with the Deceased. And it's available online if you're interested. It is at archive.org. And then I also used a little bit of Wikipedia. Cool. So now, Jenna, when are we going out and recording EVPs? Audrey, I think that's what we're doing right now. (gasps) That's right. Yeah. I I was thinking about this, that me talking about EVPs the whole time, if anything's ever going to attract one, it's this. Yeah, the spirits are like, what the heck are they talking about? Right? So strange. But yeah, that is the story of Friedrich Jurgensen and his discovery of EVPs. That's so interesting. I did not realize that that, like, that someone had to discover it. <laughs> right? Well, because why would you think that? But right? then it makes sense when you're like, oh, well, I guess if you just hear a weird voice, you're like, oh, maybe the recorder didn't work or whatever. Yeah. Great job, Jenna. I totally support that he became obsessed with it because I probably would too. Oh, yeah. I started reading his book and I was like, this is riveting. It's yeah. so interesting. Honestly, I highly recommend it. I thought it was really good. Big fan. But yeah, I think that's all. Thank you guys for listening. Stay wild, stay weird. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.